Hello, you lovely people out in Listenerland. It's the first episode of the new year, the first movie night of 2024 at the FZK, the first flick of a new series I'm doing with Connor Sweeney, and the first time I've hung out with Connor in nearly a year. No shit. Or, I should say, oh shit, how the hell did that happen? A travesty, a tragedy, truly, and one we remedy in fine form in the episode you're about to listen to. One of my favorite people of all time, and a movie buff, movie nerd? Nerd. To boot. I, I'm, he's on Letterboxd, so there's his bona fides right there. I'm just kidding. Connor, Connor's the recommendation machine behind our episodes on The Lighthouse, Mandy, Her, Midsummer, uh, Brokeback Mountain, probably half a dozen others that I can't remember right now. He was the dude who put A24 on my radar. Honestly, the only black mark against his character as a human being is that he doesn't recognize the unmitigated brilliance of live free or die hard, but what's a misunderstood masterpiece between friends, right? Now, anyway, this is the first episode of our four-part exploration of Final Frontiers. Pitch black, scary places where life is discouraged by terrifying things with glowing bits and razors for teeth and where time loses all meaning. Hint, hint. Uh, in this episode, you'll hear Connor pitch another series to me, one of those classic franchise mashups we have so much fun with on Measuring Flicks, a la our recently wrapped When Harry Met Michael, a deep dive into the Halloween and Harry Potter franchises, which was great fun, and which you can find over on patreon.com slash quillandfilm. I won't spoil it, because his pitch in this episode is great. But I will say that you can head on over to the aforementioned patreon.com slash quillandfilm and listen to the first episode of that series right now. Because essentially the second he proposed it, I agreed and we got back on mic mere days later to dig in, which was also a treat. I missed this guy. A lot. I'm very, very happy to have him back over semi-regularly to be harassed relentlessly by my dogs, getting fucked up with him on huge mugs of homespun honey and herbal tea and talking our next raw about mind-meltingly excellent cinema. Um, so here's to much more of this man on these mics. Enjoy. I absolutely did, and do, and will. Oh, and patrons, when you listen to this episode and don't hear your uh, shout-outs at the end of the episode as you typically would, well, did, what did you think, that I forgot you? Because I kind of, I did a little. But it's because I was sitting across from Connor Sweeney for the first time in a year. And as you can hear from the episode, we essentially lost our minds at each other for two and a half hours. I barely remembered my own name. The names of my dog children at the end of this episode. So by way of penance, please allow me to thank you profusely now in a Scottish accent. If you head on over to patreon.com slash quillandfilm, you can learn more about how you can support this show as these angels of human beings do. These fine, peerless individuals who help keep this production going. I would love from the bottom of my heart to thank Casey Shaibe, John Shaibe, William Rockwood, William the Conqueror, we call him over here at Measuring Flicks, Carl Hartley, Gillian Mike Wagner, Sister Sarah Hartley, she's doing the Lord's work quite literally over there at the Nunnery, Jeffrey Tiberius Morgan, my father's name was Tiberius. I've always admired that about Jeffrey, the fact that he shares a a middle name with my father's first. It's not important. He's a he's a saint of a man. I hope I see him again soon. I'd like to give him a stout hug and a firm handshake and a slap on the rump. 
Unless that's not what he's into. But I think, I suspect it is, honestly. I'd like to thank Katie Clark, Leslie Ty, Bologna Shoes, despite the meaty quanti- quality of her, her footwear, and the strange odours of highly processed meat that wafted from, from her crocs. I'd love to thank Maria Rosado. Rosado, that's a hard one in this little stupid bird I'm doing. <laughs> David Breda, a gentleman, a scholar. I don't know actually if that's true. I would suspect it is. Oh, this will be a tricky one. I've already not done this name right 50 times in a row, and I'm going to try and do it in an accent. All right, here we go. I'd love to think overseas. Our listener holding down the Scandinavian block. Thank you, Stian Bo. It might be the closest I've gotten yet. Ah, Cassandra Cross. Our hearts go. Our hearts are with you, honestly. I'm not going to break character, because this is part of my penance, but. Un- unironically I'm thinking of you Oh no, it's turning slightly Russian on me I better finish quickly Alright Last but not least I'd love to thank Our newest addition to the FCK Sororities Studio family Deborah Himes Good to have you Deborah. It'll probably be about this weird Every time Alright Now I'm stuck I can't leave I don't know how to exit this bit So why don't we just Roll the music Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks Like the the hashtag grind life Right, who have a new novel every week They're writing with it, they're writing AI Of course they are So they're they're using like OpenAI and ChatGPT to fabricate children's books and then they're using ai to fabricate there's a do you so listen to behind the bastards i hate no, it too i've heard of it but i don't listen to it at you all would that. probably hate I've, that show because yeah. it's about the worst people in history and all the bad shit no, they did i would love that what are you talking about i don't know man it, bad people it's kind of like you know how reading the news can be bad for your mental health imagine if That's every news, news story was just a, who's Never mind. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I was gonna What's say <laughs> uh, behind the bastards is kind of like if every news story you hear is a, is like about Pol Pot, you know? It's pretty. It can get pretty it's gnarly. Yeah. But one of the things, one of their like two part episodes was about AI and how AI children. Bastard that is AI. Dude, AI. They like it sucks. the AI writing people using AI to write children's books for Amazon. It's gross. And he he like. Sh- Basically, it's a two. It's a big giant two parter, and it starts one place where you're like, "Yeah, that is kind of that is kind of horrible." That they're like, "There's these weird yeah. AI bots writing like children's books," yeah. and and parents who are too tired to find out that this was written by AI are just yeah. feeding this to their kids. Starts there. By the time it ends, you're like, "This is an existential threat to humanity." Oh, 100%. <laughs> so- oh, I'm fully fully on board with that. I mean, that's that's something I'm experiencing. Right now, in my career as a voice Get, like, actor, about a f- oh, you're you're wow. good. I just said I'm a voice actor, and then I was like way far away from the mic. Well, it's fine. You don't have you don't I'm, have your I'm headphones bad. on. I'm bad at my job. Um, <laughs> no, that's a huge thing in the the VO community right now is like AI voice replacement, and not only that, but like training AI models on existing voice actors' voices. Right. So then they can just replicate those, and right. then you don't need to pay anybody, uh, which is. I mean that's a lot that's of what, a big, like the whole writer strike and I was just going to say the big actor strike yeah. they yeah. and they came to terms on that like some new terms dude there's some new terms some yeah. new terms but like speak, there's a ways to go though how 
the problem is, is there's a ways to go. And by the time they get there, how much further is the bar or how much further is the ball going to be down the field? Well, it's like people who are still, you know, protesting for a $15 minimum wage should be 25 now. Yeah. Like we're, we're too late for $15. That, right, that we, was, you know, 1994, you know what's, we needed a $15. You know, what's going to happen is they're going to be uh, like, okay, all right, guys, you know all what? Right, we're going to bless you. Here's your $15. And then we're going to be like, awesome. Thank you. Now. Cool. We could use 30. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We just gave you 15. Oh, you I know. Begging Benjamins? We, Jesus. We can't go down this road. <laughs> I know, man. I know. But, um. Guys, the government is lying to you. <laughs> It's good to have him back in the studio, ladies hey, and everybody. gentlemen. Hey, <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Max Peterson, and I am sitting in the studio for the first time in a very long time with very special guests. Over a guest. year, at least. Definitely yeah. over a year. Do you remember the last episode you were on it for? It was a pandemic episode. It was yeah. on Zoom. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was... Um, it was, it was my four-part uh, love series. It was broke back. And, yeah, broke back uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and her and secretary. Secretary must have been the last episode. I, I think did it was. Yeah. What yeah. a swan song that was! <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, great one. To if go you're gonna out. go out, you go out <laughs> on secretary. Out. But he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the studio, Connor Hi. Sweeney. Hello. Oh, dude, we're talking about. I'm kind of. Ex- I'm like surprisingly excited to talk about Me the movie too. we're talking about today. But before we go any further, I want to keep talking about AI and how the government is lying to us. <laughs> Good, perfect. It's been a weird three years, listener. <laughs> um, I had just, my brother just told me the other day, I don't know if you are one of the, I know he's a divisive figure, but Joe Rogan uh, has ju- like just did a thing on his mm-hmm. podcast where there are hundreds and hundreds of commercials with him at like, hey, I'm Joe Rogan. Like I'm advertising like, stuff? Yeah, advertising shit. Advertise? Nope, yeah. never did it. And it's not just his voice. Yep. It's his face and image because yeah. it's deep fake. It's deep fake, and there's so many, so many thousands of hours of his voice that they can perfectly emulate oh, yeah. his voice yeah, using there's AI. A, um, <laughs> okay, he doesn't even sue him anymore because there's just too fucking sure. many. Sorry, go on. There's, I did see. There's a very funny thing. I, I'm not a huge Joe Rogan fan, but that's beside the point. Sure. Uh, this is a roundabout way of explaining a joke that's not going to seem funny at all. But there, I'm uh, glad you're going to do this. <laughs> But I'm gonna do I'm it anyway. Glad you're walking no, this I saw road. a great video. It was one of those deep fake things. Um, and it's <laughs> did you see that movie old, the M. Night Shyamalan movie that came out a couple I, years ago? I didn't. It's you know the premise this. of it though. No, I don't. It's, Walk me through it's this. It's about a beach that makes you old. <laughs> That's really all you need to know. Excellent. On we go. Um, and so this video is just <laughs> it's Joe Rogan interviewing Ben Shapiro, and he Joe Rogan is talking about he went to the beach that makes you old. And Ben Shapiro's like, there's no beach that makes you old. Like, you did not go there. And they're just going back and forth. And throughout the video, Joe Rogan's getting progressively older. Like, they're aging him up. He's like, no, really, dude. I feel like I'm getting old. I went to the beach that makes you old. And then he comes back, like, after commercial break. And he's like an old man. And Ben Shapiro's like, what happened to you, man? He's like, I told you. I went to the beach. I got old. <laughs> that's it that's the and whole it lo- thing does the whole it look th- convincing it looks very real <laughs> this is this is what spooks me man is i remember like i remember like two uh, years ago or three years ago everyone was like did you see the tom cruise like the deep fake tom cruise yeah. account and you're like wow that looks pretty good like wow he's he looks pretty great now it's yeah. to a point where like it's miles fisher i do you know who that is fucking tell Miles Fisher? Yeah, he's an actor. Uh-uh. He, that's the guy who runs the the Tom Cruise. The fake Tom Cruise. Yeah, I used, he's actually an actor and musician. I was into his music like way before he ever started doing that. Does TikTok he? Account, is he just but, solo account or is part of a band? Uh, no, solo guy. But he actually did a great 
music video years ago, a cover of Talking Heads, This Must Be the Place, and the whole video is an homage to American Psycho, and it's him as uh, Christian Bale, as Pat Bateman in there. And it's astounding. You should look that up. Is it's this very a, good. More we'll have deep, to watch that after. More deep fakey kind of stuff. Or no, just no, no, no. This before deep fakes. It's just he looks a lot like Tom Cruise and Christian Bale, and uh, it's great. You should check the video out. Okay, yes. We'll watch it after. This. Speaking of M Night Shyamalan, did you see yes. Knock at the Cabin? Not yet. No, Bro. it's on my list. Is it good? It's fucking it excellent. Good? Okay, yeah. Good. Bird and I sat down to watch good. it. Um, I want to say like like pretty soon after mm-hmm. it came out. It was we had like for a brief moment we had a streaming service through my parents, sure. so we were like, "Fuck, let's watch everything on here." I <laughs> yes. think it was Peacock. So I'm like, um, <laughs> you know, like whatever. One of those ones that you know when yeah. they're like, "All right, so we've we've got to get brutal. Which three streaming services are we gonna get?" And it's never that it's one. It's streaming, but remember cable when you get a commercial every five minutes. Welcome to Peacock. Welcome yeah. to Peacock. Not on. I mean, when. <laughs> However, did you, you also watch Halloween Ends Day and Date on Peacock abs- when they dropped it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, and I regretted it. Idiots! Did you hear well, the episode? I heard the episode, but no, what Connor idiots wasn't is, good at all. Oh, I know, but <laughs> I'm sorry. You have a Halloween movie, and you're going to drop it on streaming Day and Date. Make your goddamn money at the theater. Like what? It, the, I'm a big zealot for theaters. Like make your money there. It can always go Keep to streaming. The theater's later. open. It's a fucking Halloween movie. People are gonna go see it. You know Why, the, oh. the industry. That is a weird, weird way that the industry's changing. Is but, yeah. Go ahead. It's sorry. I no. cut you off because no. it was going in that direction, especially during the pandemic streaming. when like new Pixar movies out on Disney Plus, day and date, and everything. But or or only premiering. Sure. Like Turning Red and uh, what was the other one? Encanto. Those were both Disney Pluses, and they didn't release them in theaters at all but people went back to theaters this summer was gangbusters for theaters and the studios are like oh wait streaming's actually a bust we're losing a shit ton of money and people love going to the movie theater <laughs> so it's coming back <laughs> well, and we've been craving it we've all been like yes! craving the, the movie and theater experiment did you do the barbenheimer weekend this summer bird, like okay i'm not i can't i can't in good conscience say that bird prevented me from mm-hmm. seeing oppenheimer but I can soft say Bird prevented me from seeing Oppenheimer. Ooh, wow. I here's why. There's this thing that in our relationship, Bird knows it's time for us to leave any social gathering or event the second I start talking about nuclear weapons. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, great. This is a it's a thing. It's a <laughs> so known bomb pilled, and you would have just gone off the deep end. It's a fucking known thing, dude. Where I'm just like, you know, here's here's when you know that you need to make an excuse to leave. Is when I'm like, Connor, do you realize that the weapons that we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki are the primer that is required to activate our new thermonuclear weapons? It's the little charge that sets off the gunpowder of the bullet that is a thermonuclear bomb. And America, it's that. It's when yeah. I start doing that. I'm not going to get you started on that, but I will say. <laughs> I know, because we'll end mic. up talking about the end of the world. Right. Yeah. You got to watch Oppenheimer. Though. I'm going to, it's, dude. Okay. It's glorious. I. They're going to re-release it in theaters, man. When? Uh, soon. Are you, sh- this is, Pretty you're sure. not bullshitting me? No, I'm not bullshitting I, will, I think they're doing another run I will in go and fucking see it. In theaters, oh, I was heartbroken that I missed incredible. it. I do incredible. just visually. Are you a big podcast guy? Yeah. I mean, you're on one right now yeah. and you're the host of one, which we might talk about eventually, <laughs> <Sure>. maybe. <laughs> but um I just listen yes. to there's a great podcast and you're also kind of a writing guy too. Yeah. I've 
I've yep. read and failed to respond to one of your scripts. It's okay. Be- it wasn't very good. It was twenty, but. dude. It was twenty twenty. <laughs> My brain was it's a different time. Yep, I okay. I was not a right person at all when you sent me that, and I was like, yeah, I'll get back to you, okay. man. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Woke up three years later. <sighs> I, does it kind of feel like that? What for year you? is it? A little like it's little twenty. Bit. It's twenty twenty four. It is. Hey, happy New Year, everyone. I know it's kind January first. It's kind of wild. This will probably come out. Not tom- to date ourselves, but it'll come yeah. out tomorrow. But we're literally recording this on the first day of the year. And you know what? It feels right. There's nowhere I'd rather be. Last year fucking sucked <laughs> sucked butts, dude. Like a lot. It was rough in a lot of ways. But I'm sitting across from you on the first day of 2024. It's it a good feels way to start. like it feels like it's gonna be a bar. We gotta do this year. on the 31st too to cap the year off. We gotta do like next year. I'm game. I'm game. We'll do we'll have you and Hannah over. We'll do a New Year's Eve party. And we'll talk about, well, I don't know, what's a good New Year's Eve movie? Um, <laughs> Are there any? I mean, there's one called New Year's Eve, but it's like a Gary Marshall movie nope. with like 20 people in I'm it. I'm all right. No. We can watch something good. Watch- like some <laughs> and so anything else. Old. We'll watch old. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to the beach that makes you old. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to that. Oh my God. That movie, good. Good movie. Is good? Good. Great pulpy movie, like vintage Shyamalan. It's- How do you feel about Shyamalan in general? What's your, I haven't, what's I haven't seen a ton of his movies, to be perfectly honest. I just saw, believe it or not, The Sixth Sense last year, I think, for the first time. I'd never Legit? seen it before. Yep. I've never seen it. Oh. No. I, I hear that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. I mean, spoiler for anybody who wasn't around in uh, 1999, is yeah. it? Yeah, no, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I bear no grudge. Uh, also, spoiler alerts are dumb. Like, just... They are. Sorry, that's... A- <laughs> That's a hill I'll die on now, but I'm with I'm you. I'm so tired of I people <coughs> having to spoiler alert everything and just like, especially for something like Oppenheimer that came out this year. What? One, one they of, dropped the bomb. One Sorry, of, your levels are gonna go. Off. That's fine. I did. But, I did turn you up because you keep drifting back, and then you came in like a I nuclear bomb. No, I. Th- but like, guys, read a fucking history book. Wait, what happens at the end of Titanic? Okay, they die. We're gonna sideline again. Hi, everybody. The, the rabbit holes just fucking <laughs> yeah, no. haven't. We haven't even mentioned the title of the movie. That's we're talking fine. About today. That's totally Let's cool. Never mentioned. We're only gonna talk about it for about twenty minutes, <laughs> Connor. Know, so like, and I haven't talked to you in like a year. <laughs> so why not? It's fine. Why not talk all the movie stuff? Guys, it's into gonna the be worth it. This it will be. It actually is it's kind good. of. It's, it's a good movie. surprisingly fun. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. So wait. Oppenheimer first because okay. it's coming back to theaters and I okay. want to go and see it. Yes, there's a podcast called Script Notes. Um, yeah, with um, what's his name? The Script Notes guys interviewed Christopher Nolan about oh. Oppenheimer. Great. Sorry, now that we feels, can move on. That feels on. like one of the few podcasts that he would do on a press tour. It because it's um, John John something. Here, tell me no, about no, the, no, 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 tell no, me no, about no, the no, movie no. that you this. watched the other we're day. We're gonna get no. We're gonna get this without your phone. I'm using my phone. Don't. I'm already on it. I'm already on it. It's happening currently. John Irving. Is that his name? (laughs) Well, how would I know if I didn't have my phone? Wait, is that the guy who wrote the Cider House Rules? (laughs) John Irving. Yeah, people just love this. Um, Hold on. It's uh, (laughs) it's John John August and Craig Craig Mazin. Craig Mazin, yeah. Mazin. 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 He did... did, uh, Amazing that you knew that. Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Guys, I'm I'm sorry for anyone that's still listening. (laughs) That's fine. <laughs> this is not going to be good. All right, I'm just we'll, it we'll doesn't call, get better than this. We're going to call that the top. Why matter. do I keep looking at the box? Like I, the people inside your. Yeah, yeah. All the listeners that are in the little, they're in the card inside yeah. the recording is that station. Conan board game. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is, dude. Right, sorry, no, I'm back. We should. <laughs> 
It's been a long time since it's our honey. We've got high test honey. <laughs> it has, dude. There's, there's. Okay, I've seen I've missed a lot. I've seen man. fifty million movies that I want to tell you about. I know. I've started and failed to finish projects. I would have yep. loved to get you in on. I finished shit. I want you to see. You have one sitting next to you. That's right here. I'm gonna read that. Oh, it's horrendous. I'm gonna get back to you. It's horrendous. Great. It's fabulous. It's Can't really well written. But my God, you're Can't gonna. Wait. Hannah's gonna come in and you're gonna like touch touch on pages no. under the mattress like it's like it's like you were stuck to my hand like yeah you're like no no um get out of here get out of here babe don't let him touch you <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that at the end because I want right. to update people right. um the patrons do know about this project and I want to give them a little okay, update cool. but Connor <laughs> excuse me yes it is time that we talk about we talk about like one movie for a while mm-hmm. so let's do that right. today connor and i are sitting down and talking about jurassic park that wait sorry i what? fucking wish <laughs> i wish dude we could just talk about your, no, i want to talk about this movie i'm sorry i'm no. done interrupting no I'm you're good uh, you we, we now we're gonna get all of the goodly goops out right now because i'm hoping i can get you for several more i want to I want There's a vibration in my teeth right now. Did you turn a laser on or something? No, it's the knowing? honey. It's my bees honey. Is dude. that what I it is? swear to you. My I don't, teeth are like vibrating. I don't know what wow. it is, but <laughs> Bird and I keep bees for those of you who don't know, and they they must forage at like a fucking nuclear power plant <laughs> or something. That's <laughs> so. wild. It's really good honey. Okay, I'm sure. <laughs> no, you're good. So I'm hoping I haven't confirmed this, so so Connor might just say no and leave, <laughs> but I'm hoping that this will be the first film. I want to do one with you, a series, a four film series called Final Frontiers, oh. where we do two underwater movies, okay. this and Abyss, obviously. Yes. Which we got to catch that new 4K of Abyss because it's not Did, in theaters. It's out. It's out, though, on, on 4K media. Disc, yeah. So I, it yeah. never I don't think it ever came, never came anywhere close no, to I'm TC. Just, hey, uh, AMC or whomever, like, please, can we get the cool movies up here yeah you kind of botched that man that one night screening dude can you imagine seeing that sucker on the imax in town incredible would have been life-changing would have been great yep but didn't fucking happen that doesn't matter and then for the outer space movies obviously interstellar sure and then i was open to suggestions but i was kind of thinking kubrick's 2001 a space odyssey never seen it you've never seen that one never seen it it's slow but embarrassing well, you know, we can rectify that. Blank space in but my before we go up, film history. Let's go down. All right. We're talking about 2020's Underwater. Underwater.
Is this where the trailer plays? This is where the trailer plays. <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing for this oh one, no, too. we're underwater! I think I'm going to put my face in a bowl and put a <laughs> mic next to it and just go... <laughs> and just do some of that. And then music score comes in and then it gets more intense. <laughs> oh, my God. See, this is legitimately... This is the most fun that I have with the oh podcast is everybody leaves and then I'm like, what <laughs> nonsense shit am I going to throw together for this? Honey, we're underwater again! Ah. Uh, <laughs> Connor. Your bathroom's leaking. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm in the water. Well, she's, she starts in the... We start in a bathroom. She notices a leak. It's like pretty much the worst plumbing disaster you can ever imagine for an hour and do a half. Think, do you think in Philly they call this underwater? Underwater? No, it's water. Do you see underwater? Isn't it? No, that's like Brooklyn. Don't they say like water? I don't know, man. They I, do. I avoid Philly like the plague. They also say yins. <laughs> Like yins guys come over here. <laughs> Have you ever I been? Think they, uh, yeah, but once, very briefly, for a weekend. We went on our honeymoon. We were swinging. In Philly. We well, we we went up through Canada. Okay. Spent like one night in Canada. That was real fun. Um, we figured out that Canadians have a. We thought everyone was really polite, and then we figured out that it's the law. So we were, it's the law. It literally is, dude. We were driving through Canada, and like people would like come up to pass, mm-hmm. and then they'd back off, oh, like a hundred yards. Get in your blind spot. That's well, they'd get like yeah. way the fuck back, like a hundred yards, and then they just drive the pace that you're driving. Mm. I don't know if it's still That's a thing. Worse, than just pass me. At <laughs> there was a law. I maybe still there. Ch- chuck her in the backyard. Hit the turn that right light switch on. Open the door. Throw her in the backyard. We'll try and remember to let her back in in the next ten minutes or so. My dog is an absolute nightmare. Anyway, there was a law in Canada at the time that if you couldn't immediately pass the driver you were trying to pass, wow. you had to back up mm-hmm. like 50 or 100 yards. Huh. So we were like, everything's in kilometers. I don't know kilometers per hour. So I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. everyone's just like not crowding me. Get me. Are we like so nice. being really obvious? And then we pulled, we got lost because at a certain point, everything turns to French. So I'm like, shit. Were you in Quebec? Yeah, well, yeah, that we were like on the outskirts of Quebec trying (laughs) to get to Maine. The idea was go through Uh, Canada and come down through Maine, hit the East Coast, cut through New York, come back home. And we were going to do like a week and a half. (laughs) And that was our honeymoon, right? Okay. So we're lost in Canada land where everybody is French. (laughs) And I'm like, this is this. We okay. I got to ask for directions. We need gas. I mean, petrol. (laughs) And then we're going to get, I mean, sacre bleu. I have no (laughs) idea where we are. So I pulled into a gas station and I walk in. And the guy in, in behind, like selling the gas is behind glass. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. Oh, no. Is this like Southside Quebec? Like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> and then in behind me walks a cop. And mm-hmm. it's not just any cop. Is it a mounted police? No, bro. Oh. This cop, shaved head, Ooh. neck tats, forearm Ooh. tats, Ooh. full ballistic vest body armor, Mace, zip cuffs, handgun, and a machine gun strapped in a tactical sling across his chest. And he's got the sunglasses on, and he looks like he chews glass, like while he's chilling in his car on a stakeout. Uh I'm like, fuck. So I go and get an iced tea, and I'm like going up to pay for my gas, and this cop stands right behind me, like within a few inches. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was going to ask for directions, but now I think I'm just going to run. I'm just going to run. <laughs> like, I'm not, do- I didn't do anything Don't wrong. Run. But my God, I know, right? Like, the worst thing the you can worst do. response. Ask the cop for directions. Well, luckily, he rec- <laughs> he smelled my fear and was like, oh, this is, this is some soft guy from America. Breakfast. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was gratified. He's, He's like, 
Ah, oh, wow. Oh. Congested. Sorry. Oh, I needed that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up there, dude. They're so used to it's that mountain air, that cold yeah. Canadian air. None of them. Mm, they're sure. just not even a whistle. <laughs> so he goes, are you, you're an American, eh? Like just straight up high pitched voice, full on Canadian <laughs> yeah. accent. And I'm like, yeah, actually I, I am officer. Like the, you know, the stain spreads across my crotch and he's like, he's like, where are you headed to? And I'm like, no, nowhere bad, you know? <laughs> nowhere bad. I mean, I don't know, wherever you want me to go. <laughs> I'll come with you if you need me to. Which, put me in the back of the car, you know? But I was like, I'm like, we're just, we're, uh, my wife and I are on honeymoon. We just got married. I'm, yeah. We're trying to get to Maine. You know, you have a beautiful country, man. Well, you're a long way from Maine there. No, he was like, he's like, oh, you just got turned backwards. The signs are all in French. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. man, that's exactly what happened. He goes, all right, let me give you some instructions. And the guy behind the glass, he goes, oh, you poor kid. Here, I was like 20, you know, when I got married. He's like, this poor kid. And he, he, no charge for my iced tea. I was like, thanks, dude. And then this like bulldog of like a he's got bodies in the back cooling in his car is like all right you go back down the road like another you know (laughs) like 20 kilometer i mean hold on does the math he's like 15 miles or whatever the fuck he's like doing everything in american terms for like this dumb kid i'll dumb it down for you and he by and lo and behold we follow his instructions we get to the canadian the canadian main border around like one o'clock in the morning so we pull up and you know that the Border patrol comes out and they're like, "Kind of late to be crossing into America, isn't it?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, we're trying to get to Maine." Well, it is. It's the American yeah. guards, you know. So oh, I'm like, sure. "So I'm like, well, yeah, we got lost because all the signs are in French." You're just mouthing off to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, you, assholes. I'm a American. <laughs> Check the passport, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, double through. double deagles. <laughs> but no, no, we were super nice. We're just like, yeah. we're like, yeah, we got lost, man. Sorry. And he goes, "All right, well." Out of the car. I'm like, why? what? And he's like, it's one o'clock in the morning. It's kind of weird. Out of the car. Oh we get out of the car. They yeah. unload all of our possessions. Of they jump dogs into our car, sniffing around for drugs, dude. We had the German Shepherds in the fucking front dude, seat. it's our honeymoon, Fucking with my radio settings, uh, changing the channel. Changing all the stations. Yeah, dude. Pulls out my, my rancid CD and is like, this is trash, you know. Throws in Celine Dion. Th- throws in some Dion, yeah. And then gives me the finger, pees in the back. No, they, they were they were pretty nice. And then they're done. And they're like, yeah. they're like oh, sorry, you know, look, look, it, you guys are being suspicious for sure. <laughs> You know, you're like some twenty somethings in a busted out. You're like, super. I agree. We totally. are being suspicious. Dude, look how sketchy we look. I'm in a leather jacket and we're listening to Rancid or whatever the fuck. I reek of Canadian gunpowder because oh, I was God. standing next to John Wick in a gas station. <laughs> Jacques Wick. Jacques Wick. Yeah, <laughs> Jean Pierre Wick. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So they're like, all right, well, welcome to Maine. Sorry we kept you. You know, have a wonderful honeymoon. Watch yeah. out for the moose. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And he goes, no, oh, hey, look no, at me. Really? Watch out for the moose. <laughs> I'm like, fine, dude. Okay, right on. Whatever. Start driving. Not three minutes into driving into Maine, four moose in the middle of the fucking highway yeah, with a dude. And it's a rock cliff on my left and a sheer drop off of hundreds of yards to yeah. the right. And I'm yeah. like, we can't go anywhere. And if you've never seen a moose in I real have. life, They're Connor- enormous. I saw one on size uh, of the car. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're <laughs> they are fucking I, uh, giants. Mm-hmm. Isle Royal. 
There's yeah. a moose on Isle Royale. I yeah, went yeah. camping there when I was in Scouts. And yeah, we just almost walked right into one walking on, on the trail one day. You're, it's yeah, amazing how, how quickly my immediate impulse was like, get away from this thing and never fuck with it. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Immediately, my immediate impulse was like. It's like a tree. I'll suck your dick. Just don't hurt me, please. They're so big and I'm surprised scary. that wasn't your impulse with the cop in Canada. <laughs> I mean, that was I was a hop skip and a hair away, dude. A hair on a gnat's ass away from being like, is there a good glory hole around here, officer? I'll, I'll butter your poutine. I'll g- give me the gravy. I'll gravy your poutine. I'll gravy your poutine. Just tell me how to get to Maine. You know, dude, it was it was dicey. Anyway, we're not talking about my So honeymoon. underwater? Yeah, we completely failed again. I love it. We're going to get this back on track. Yeah, here we go. Um, let me read some credits for <laughs> y'all. Uh, directed by William Eubank, starring Kristen Stewart, Vincent Cassell. There's a cool Vincent Cassell connection about this movie. It's like it, it's my my. Uh, what do you got going on? Oh, pull I, it up I'm IMDb. It's so my. I can remember. It, this is I have a corkboard <laughs> pins and yarn moment with Vincent Cassell. Yeah. Um, Mamadou, At, I think it's Ati. But yes. it might be Athi as well. I think so. Mamadou Athi, TJ Miller, John Gallagher Jr., and Jessica Henwick. Honestly, so the reason I suggested this movie, Bird and I were hanging out over at her parents' house one night. And they're just like, what do you want to watch? We watch a movie every time we go yeah. over there. It's just like her dad's thing, which is awesome, honestly. They let me watch Halloween 5 one time while I was over there. So I'm like, you guys can... We can watch whatever the fuck you want. Oh, God. So, so quick side note. I just did the Thorn trilogy for the first time. It's something, ain't it? Oh, my God. Which, anyway. Which version of... Both. You watched them both? Dude, is it not nuts how much gorier that one version is than the other? It's crazy. I remember sitting down yeah. to do that podcast, and I was describing... I'm like, yeah, and he sticks his, like the he sticks the dude's hand yeah. into like the power box, and the guy cooks from the inside, and yeah, his and fucking his head, head explodes. explodes. Yeah. It's unbelievable like, how gory. He just like, has a little lightning, and he yeah, gets like a, some smoke out of it. There's hair. a touch of zippity zap. Nope. There's some light in another room. Yeah, I'm like, head explosion. <laughs> it's There's crazy. a pitchfork murder, and you're like, yeah. what? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, Paul Rudd is in a room with a bunch of cultists. <laughs> Why are all of Laurie's relatives just assholes assholes the strong anyway, family we're not talking sucks. about that I'm no sorry. no no oh okay <laughs> anyway we we're over at, we are kind of because we're i'm over at it's been a long time we're over at bird's parents i love okay. catching up with people <laughs> we're over at bird's parents house and her dad's like scrolling through movies mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's Kristen stewart in space because she's got the helmet and no, i'm like not. she's underwater i know and he's like well yeah because immediately bird's dad's like well, the movie's called Underwater, so I kind of don't <laughs> think so. Dumb yeah, fuck. you married my child, you <laughs> piece of shit. I can't believe fuck. <laughs> my daughter is with you. <laughs> so we, he's like, let's throw this one on. <clears throat> Chucks it on. We all sit down. I'm like, listen, I, I've got the thing. I'm sure you, you must be susceptible to this too. Mm-hmm. The Twilight Syndrome, right? Uh-huh. I used to have this with Robert Pattinson until I saw, you know, until you see like The Lighthouse or Metropolis mm-hmm. or dude, he's a top tier, top shelf yeah. actor. You know who else the is? The Batman. Kristen Stewart. Yeah, dude, she's really <laughs> she's phenomenal. fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> also, another quick sidebar. Yeah. I think we've talked about this in the past, but go back and watch the Twilight movies now removed from you all the shit. Well, let my dog in and then continue this. Okay. All right. <laughs> God, I need a moment to to absorb this. Connor, you are not even the fourth person to tell me this in like the last week. They're not as bad as everybody said they were. Now, granted, they're not good. Okay. But 
they're not nearly as bad. As, Are they? Uh, they're watchable. They're very watchable. Yeah, also, trashy good time I can handle. Yes. Kind of, you're sick. You know, you're sick with a cold and you need something to put on. Yes. That kind of flick. Yeah, I, I do would they say go downhill or do they get better? A hundred percent, they go downhill. <laughs> but they also get more it's the underworld like, movies. Buck fucking wild by the end of. Okay, so the first one is just like pretty basic story, and it's not bad. It's like a decent movie. You know, it's your intro to the whole thing. Um, what's the second one? New Moon, I think. So it's Twilight, New Moon, <laughs> uh, Breaking Dawn. No, Breaking Dawn's the third one. Names. Fucking what's the other cycle of the goddamn moon? Eclipse. Eclipse. Bro. Eclipse. Eclipse sucks. That's the third one. It's bad. You know, it's there's going to be. Oh, wow. This is pretty rough. Now we're talking about no, 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 no. astronomy. This is okay. There is a total solar eclipse I know. coming. My parents are flying to fucking Texas or whatever to I'm see gonna it. I'm going to drive like, and go see awesome. it with my dad. April that's cool. April 8th, everybody. Mark your calendars. These are I'm kind jealous. of rare and they're really fucking I'm cool. jealous. That's really cool. Anyway, where go are you on. going for it? Um, actually, it, the, the band is going to be. We might even be able to get away with just like Ohio. Oh. Yeah, no, it, maybe you, we'll you might not have to go awesome. that far south. Yeah. You need to meet my dad. We should all go together. Absolutely. Sorry, um, back on okay. track. Twilight. Back on track. We're, we're, I should... we're slowly moving backwards towards our original Kristen topic. Stewart's but... in the film. So Twilight is fine. This. Twilight yep. is fine. New Moon, actually pretty great. Really? The second one. Okay. There is also a shot in that movie that is, <laughs> I shit you not, the best visual depiction of depression I've ever seen in a movie it's there's a part where Edward like leaves for a while and she's just like sad yeah. throughout the seasons and the camera pans full 360 around Bella in her bedroom and as it pans every time it passes the window the seasons change yeah. and it goes like that for a full year's worth of seasons in a single tracking shot and it's just fucking nuts it's great like it hit you like, yeah. yeah, like you watched it. Like it's you, really good, and you're you like, oh yeah, feels. that's what depression's like. Because she's just like sitting there the whole time, mm -hmm. like mourning the loss of this guy, and the seasons are changing around her. It's it's really well done. Uh, Eclipse sucks. Breaking Dawn. Uh, <laughs> Breaking Dawn. There's a robot baby. Nope. <laughs> it's great. Nope. Listen, dude, I still haven't seen everything Akira Kurosawa directed. I don't know if I'm going to watch these right away. I might have, like 90 minutes. I haven't, even <laughs> I, have, I haven't even seen Ron yet. I can't watch All these. Right. But <laughs> I'm just saying, if if you ever want to do a future series, I believe I've pitched to you a future series. A Twilight series. But not just that one. <sighs> what? Good, do you remember me. what I pitched to you? I don't. Hit me. It's... <laughs> Wait a minute. Twilight. I don't like this one. And yes. this would be a Patreon series. Sure. I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm not putting Twilight on the main feed. This is a respectable <laughs> podcast. So you might have to bleep this because it's too good of an idea. So it's the Twilight movies and the Child's Play movies, and it's Chucky Gets Sucky. <laughs> I do remember this pitch. I do remember this pitch. And honestly, dude, you know what? I'm down. Have you ever seen all the Child's Play movies? I haven't. I have Whoa. not, but if okay. you just if you just temper my Twilight with a little bit of creepy okay. doll, I'm there. Great shit. Also turns into total <laughs> camp later on in the series. You seen the newest one with the little AI buddy? No, because fuck that. <laughs> because it's not Brad Dourif doing the voice. I know it's, it's Mark Hamill, who legend. I love. Mark Hamill, a legend. But, but it's also it's it's not um, it's not the original creator Don Mancini and everything like that. It's just dumb. Have you watched the TV show though? The there's Chucky a, TV there's a show? three season now Chucky TV show. How and many it episodes? Rules. Is it still running? Still yeah. going? It's like ten episodes a season. 
Yeah, they're in the middle of season three We've right now. We've never done TV it before, rules. but Connor, if you... It fucking rules. If I was going to do a TV series with anyone, okay. it here's, would be Chuck doing... Here's the thing about Chucky. I was, for 33 years of my <laughs> life, deathly afraid of that little fucker. Okay. It was it was the, the Bride of Chucky You're video. You're old now? I'm 34. <laughs> this is so until last year, yeah. Immersion the, therapy. The Bride of Chucky videotape yeah. in the Blockbuster when I used to go there scared me shitless. Just looking at the cover of that. That's legitimate. Because it's his fucked up face and then Tiffany's next to him right. and they're terrifying looking. Yep. Had no idea anything else about it. I just knew it was a killer doll and he looked scary as hell. This is totally so, legit. I have VHS co- box yeah. covers that haunted my dreams yes. and I've still never seen them. Yes. I, they're probably trash. They're probably fine. I've yeah. seen Marabito, dude. Like, I've <laughs> don't know what that means. I've seen it's a Serbian fine. film. Nope. These movies I know what are, that means. They're, we don't speak They're that not going to mess me up, but I still think about those VHS yeah. covers and I'm like... They were some great artists and scary shit. Back fucking in the no kidding, dude. But what I will say is I finally... The carry cover. Like, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. Exorcist 3. Yeah. That cover, dude, the back cover with him, like, and he's on the cross, and he's yeah. fucking looking up, and there's all the souls of the dam beneath him. And actually, that movie is legitimately scary. Directed by William Peter Blatty. Go mm-hmm. on. Sorry. Anyway, uh, so the thing with Chucky, it, so last year, I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm a 33-year-old man. I'm a father. Like, I got to get over this. So I sat down around Halloween time in the month of October, and I just... One through seven, watched every single movie, like, one night a week. And then I was like, by the end of it, I said, okay, Chucky's kind of my best friend now, so I'm going to go watch this TV show. (laughs) And it's awesome. So now I'm, like, on board. I will be in the theater if they ever do another movie. Is Dorif involved in it? It's always Brad Dorif, except for the the remake. Yes. Except for the... And it's all of the original people. Jennifer Tilly's in the fucking TV show. It's everyone. It's Don Mancini, the original creator... It's Jennifer Tilly and it's Brad Dourif and it's they get like old cast members back. The fuck it, not to spoil anything, but the kid, the child actor who played Andy in the very the first, first child's film? play, as an adult, is in the TV show. As they bring that him character, back. as Andy, oh, they bring him back and God. fucking resolve that storyline. Child's play is one of our. Because he's the go- one guy that Chucky didn't get to kill. Right. He got away. That's and, he. That. Okay. Oh my god. The only one All I've right. seen is the original first one, the Child's That's it. Play. That's the only one you've it's, seen. Bird and I watch it pretty much every Christmas, like Christmas okay, time. Well, you gotta rolls watch around. more than that because they get better. In fact, um, what is it? There's. They get better. Child's Play. That Child's first play. one's good. dude. Child's Play two, great. Child's yeah. Play three kind of drops off a little bit. Look. Bride of Chucky, pure camp. It's awesome. Um, after that is Seed of Chucky. Pretty bad. That's where he has a kid. <laughs> Dominic Monaghan plays his little puppet kid. Uh, he and Tiffany have a kid. That one's not great. Seed. And then you've got um, Curse of Chucky is the scariest one, and it's legitimately scary. That's the sixth one. Yeah. And it's kind of terrifying, and it's great. I don't know what it is, but the first one kind of spooks me a little bit. And Yeah. I, I think it's, it's on the level of that first one, but it's actually scarier because it's like a modern. That one was like the 2010s or something. Exorcist 3 is scarier yeah. than Exorcist 1 And then the sure. last the last movie they made, Cult of Chucky, not my favorite, but okay. it's uh, Curse when you is go, a legit great If you go movie. seven films, yeah. if you can get four out of seven, especially oh in like that kind of horror yeah. genre, yeah. that's that's. And then win. the TV show rules. The TV show's just awesome start to finish. Let's it's make it great. happen. When would you want to... Hold on. Anytime. Dinner. Literally anytime. <laughs> <laughs> That's for, have you ever seen Wet Hot American Summer? No. Oh, Wh- which what? one? The oh original or the new one? The original. Well, the new the new one 
sorry, the new one's just Voice a TV over. show with My all the original ass. actors. Yeah, not, I'm not an actor. I'm not anything. It's fine. Anyway, Chucky's good. Okay. He's my best friend. He's my sweet little doll guy, and I'm not scared of him anymore. Dude, we'll, get, rules. we'll get the fam over for dinner, and then we'll, like, Bird and Hannah can go and talk about, <laughs> like, finance stuff and be like, do you got, Max, do you want to learn about this, too? And I'm like, Brad Dourif has a shotgun! And we'll just jump right sit on the couch. Dude, they flash back to that and they flesh that out even more. And in the TV show? Yeah, and Tell in the movies. Tell me no more. Tell me no more. I, I'm <sighs> there with I'm with you for this. The well, only other thing I'll tell you is yeah. his daughter Fiona Duriff becomes a cast member and also at one point plays young Brad Dourif in a flashback and she looks a lot like him. <laughs> <laughs> makeup That's is all a, I'm gonna makeup say. Makeup is a hell of a yeah, thing. Makeup and sunglasses, and it's great. I and love she him. does an impression of him, and it's awesome. <laughs> Dude, Brad, I don't know if you feel the same way about I'm sure Brad you Dorf. do. So great. do I. Yeah. Everything he's in is fucking genius. Yeah, have you ever played Mist 3 Exile for the PC? You know, because <laughs> he's the villain in that game. I actually game. might have played Mist 3 it Exile. Rules. I don't know how far I got His I name was... is Savidro, and he's the villain, and he's awesome. <laughs> he's got a fabulous voice. Uh-huh. He has a f- the man's face. It's kind, a one-of-a-kind face. It is a one-of-a-kind yeah. face, and it kind of, you can tell when you see the roles he gets cast in that everyone, yeah. they look at him and they're like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You're definitely a piece of shit, which is amazing because he's not at all. He's a, have no, you ever, I've seen interviews with him. Actually, one of my friends. Dude, behind the scenes stuff yeah. from Lord of the Rings is hysterical. I've got friends who run a Brad horror Dura. channel on YouTube, and they got to interview him once, and he seems like a sweetheart. Like, he, dude, like an absolute w- one of my all-time yeah. favorite Brad Dourif performances ever, and mm-hmm. I know this is highly controversial, but I've seen every film in the Halloween series. Is it he, Sheriff Brackett in the Rob Zombie Fucking Halloween? A. Yeah. Fucking A, I dude. Ask, I haven't seen those ones. I just he, know that he plays Sheriff Brackett. He is Sheriff a Brackett. 10 out of, he's is an he? 11 out of 10 performance. Great actor. And here's my other hot Oscar take. Oscar nominated for Cuckoo's Nest, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here's my other hot take. Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie might legitimately be either the best or in the top three best All Halloween right. movies in the entire fucking franchise. Having not seen the film, <laughs> don't I cannot abide that. You can't, you can't watch it, Connor. I mean, Carpenter's original is a masterpiece. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's Listen, untouchable. I agree, I agree. So, like, if we don't count, if we're counting Halloween 1 as, like, yeah. that's the first film in the franchise, that is our Citizen Kane. Yeah. Okay, look. When we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street, we're kind of really talking about... Finally saw that for the first time this year, too. I had never seen Nightmare Didn't mess before. you up too bad? No, not at all. Yeah. It's great, though. See, dude, as you continue to go, they just get better because they heard. get campier and crappier. But I've heard it's also like Star Trek where it's like the odd ones are good and the even ones are shitty totally or whatever. True. Like, it, it kind of goes back and forth. It's Dream Warriors is good? Dream, Dream Warriors is great. Dream Child bad? Too terrible. Okay. Three excellent. Okay. Yeah, it's, all right. it's one I'm of excited. those. You want That's your odd That's going to be numbers. the next one I'll dive into because I watched the original and so Do it. I want to get to New Nightmare because I've heard that one is kind of fucked the up. The worst <laughs> ever is the remake with Ooh. what's his name? The um, Rorschach. Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. And I love Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. But that was just a bad I feel like he got a bad movie. Got dealt a bad hand with that. I didn't see the Yeah, dude, the he remake. he just drowned in that movie. Like, I didn't see any of those like underwater. Platinum Dunes remakes that they did, like Friday the thirteenth or anything. Like <laughs> the, we are way off dude, course. The Friday the thirteenth remake is great. This is is fine. it the Michael Bay one or it's his company, Platinum Dunes, that okay. did all those remakes? The, the new one that mm-hmm. came out like right before the video game hit? Yeah. Yes. Like, Good. Here's the thing. Right. It's I'm not going to say like get your friends together and sit down with a glass of pork. Right. Like is any Friday movie good? No. Well, <laughs> like that. one's pretty cool. Like 
But are they good? Are they on the level of like a Halloween one or a child's play? Like Jason Takes Manhattan is there. No, they're not good, Connor. I'm not going to sit here and be like, they're fabulous movies. Here, you know what one is actually really cool? Is it Jason X in space? (laughs) That one's fucking bullshit. (laughs) They're all terrible. Like, dude, in Jason Takes Manhattan, you get to see a guy cut another. You get to see Jason cut a dude in half with a guitar. <laughs> it's a it's a flying v. A bu- he has oh, a flying oh, of v course. so it, it's sense. an axe get it he cuts it yeah, yeah, yeah fucking it. jason in hell Some good wordplay <laughs> dude it <laughs> no no the, none of them are really excellent it, the first one's pretty cool the third one it's friday the 13th 3d yes Get yep. yourself some fucking red blue. <laughs> I've got some 3D. old red blue glasses. Get yourself, yeah. yep. If listener, yes, it? man. Okay, you get the migraine like halfway through, but then, <laughs> that enhances the experience. But then it starts to fade, you know, because oh the sugar is like counterbalancing it. Because obviously oh you're sitting there eating a box of sour patch yeah, kids to yourself you to. and enough popcorn to give yourself the shits for like forty <laughs> hours straight. 3D. Dude, it's actually oh, quite fun. I'm, that movie. So like James Cameron's. Avatar, obviously, very and uh, a landmark, it's good. landmark, it's a good movie, and up like the the technology a that couple they billion dollars. That. So the cool. new one also made a billion dollars. Did you see the Way of Water? I didn't. My dad did. He said it was Fuck. fucking amazing. Is it really good? Fuck, it's so good, man. Does he'll re-release that too eventually? That's one you got to see on a big screen. I mean, watch it at home by all means, but like he did uh, right now. All I give a shit about is seeing Oppenheimer and IMAX sure. if I can. Yes, but, but yeah, go ahead. But that. <clears throat> He did some fucking, he messed with the frame rate at certain points in the movie. Like some of the scenes were in high frame rate. Like 16? Underwater. Yeah. Yeah. And, Saving Private Ryan type oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And I'm watching it in 3D in high frame rate. Like it, I, I was in the water. I was underwater. <laughs> underwater, would you say? Hold on. Would you say that you I were I gotta go the, drive off on my Segway. Yeah, would you say that you were in the Mariana Trench? Seven miles. Well, that was a good one. You uh, didn't even get my joke. You were now. yeah. You were on your Segway, segwaying us back <laughs> underwater into the Mariana Trench. <laughs> Who gives a shit? All right, we're back. We're underwater. That was a good, good. Uh, that was we, solid. What do you call that when you go from one uh, one piece of the conversation? A Segway. Yeah, no, I know. A, it was That's, a Segway. A segway <laughs> I was being facetious. I, I was like, oh my god. All right. <laughs> We're so back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We're all the way back. Oh, we're back. The, the, one thing, one thread that has tied almost all of this conversation <laughs> yes. through, with a few exceptions, <laughs> is that mostly what we're talking about are movies that are totally fine. Yeah, and they're pulpy fun, camp pulpy, shit. Pulpy, campy, yeah. fun shit to watch at a party with a bunch of people. Which, underwater, underwater is, is much that. like that. It is so that, I dude. enjoyed the hell out of this movie. So this did is, I. My review is like, this is a perfect Sunday afternoon movie. Like, I completely it's agree. Great. It's not a movie you want to rate with stars. It's a movie that you want to rate with your heart. And my movie, I've seen it twice. Yeah, I'll watch it again. Like we used to be a proper country. We used to have two of these every weekend coming out in theaters. Fucking a. And sometimes you could catch them back to back. Yeah, your volcano, your Dante's Peak. Like, come on. And then your yeah. Well, I mean, okay. You know, it would be a your Armageddon, your Deep Impact. Here's your perfect double feature: (laughs) Underwater and The Meg. Oh, <laughs> son, come on, dude. Not the Meg 2, the trench. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Meg 2, the trench would be even fucking better, honestly. Yes, Connor, you've you've cracked the code. I haven't seen the Piranha 3D movie. I have, D, however, seen mean? Piranha 3 Double D. Yeah, that's the No, one. the first one was Piranha 3D. The sequel was Piranha 3 Double D. I have only seen the sequel. 
Well, speaking of James Cameron, did you it, know? Was it the title? His that first got you? movie was Piranha Two. Was it really? Yeah. Weird. Here's another. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is kind of weird. James. James <laughs> well, at least we know that he always liked being in the water. He loves the water. He, I found out anyway. a. I found a weird little credit today too while I was dicking around mm-hmm. on Spotify. Do you know Hans Zimmer did the score to the movie The Holiday? It's one of my favorite scores. Dude, it's one of my I favorite you Christmas not. movies. I was just talking to someone at a party last night, at a New Year's Eve party last night. About, about The Holiday. The Holiday, how I love it as a movie, but also Hans Zimmer's score is magic. We watched it's that so movie good. with Bird's parents every yeah. single year for the last five years running. It's great. We didn't see it this year, and it fucked me up. I was yeah. out at camp, and I was like, oh my God, we're not watching The Holiday. Do you want me to do Mr. Napkinhead? If you wouldn't mind, like just as a comfort, Daddy, do Mr. Napkinhead, please, Daddy. I really like her. Your dude Laws is pretty solid. I am Daddy. Yes, I I am Daddy. Daddy. (laughs) Um, underwater, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. does not deserve it doesn't it doesn't because it's actually pretty good (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so brutal it's a good movie you guys this is not a reflection of this movie it's a reflection of the fact that i haven't seen one of my favorite people in like a full year and now he's sitting in a a room with Uh, me okay and we're all hopped up on sugar (laughs) on honey on homemade honey um so so this movie the basic the basic premise of of underwater is this. They're underwater. They're underwater. <laughs> Dude, well the opening credits make it pretty fucking clear as they like drive you down the sh- the shaft yeah. all the way down. Mm-hmm. So it's Tion Industries, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Tion Industries, which by the way, when I found out where they got the name for that, I was like this movie is schlock. It totally is. What it is it comes from? from Lovecraft Tion. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm telling you, like, but I love that. I love it because yeah. that's this is such a love letter to Lovecraft to the cosmic horror. This is so cosmic horror well, Lovecraft. Do you think it's all the way through? Because there was a couple in the crew, right? Mm-hmm. There's that couple. Do you think? Do you think it? They were on a Lovecraft. <laughs> I mean, would you say their experience, experience- was love? Craftian, uh, the Lovecraft that they were. Who was the couple? Wasn't there a couple? John yeah, Jr. you're right. And, uh, you're right. And, uh, and Jessica, Jessica Henwick. Henwick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liam, together, aren't Liam they? and Emily. Yes. Yeah. They, oh, I will not be using character I'm, names because I do not remember. Them. You go right ahead. I'm gonna ground <laughs> I the hope listener. You got this written down. I'm grounding yeah. the listener in the world. So they give us they give us like the stats right away just to scare you because they're true. Mariana, the Mariana Trench. Yep. Seven miles deep, thirty six thousand feet. It's the scariest place on earth. At the bottom, it's, yeah. eight tons of pressure per square oh foot. God. Yeah. And then one of my favorite things <coughs> is when they're they're showing like the like the news reports at the beginning about yeah. the deep the deep drilling. Yes. And the report, even like the news, like <laughs> you know, like all right, well, we propose this drilling, blah blah blah, insane danger. Certain death. We shouldn't be doing totally this. fucked. Like <laughs> there's probably like a big old critter down there that well, we're gonna disturb. You only watched it once, right? Yes. On second watch, dude. That here's I have a theory about this. Okay. Okay. So this 
this company is drilling at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, digging yep. into like the core of the that's yeah. already at the deepest part of the earth. The, yeah. You know, the furthest down you can go and they're drilling there. Right. So are you familiar with the work of H.P. Lovecraft at all? The actual Lovecraftian mythos. Which work? Like the racist stuff or the creature stuff? <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Look, we're not all perfect It's people. all kind of woven together, you yes, know. I, the, I, I have not read it at all. I know what like, I, Lovecraftian sure. iconography is. Yes, I got really sure. uncomfortable with like Lovecraft for a while because... <laughs> Because he's a racist. Dude, you read some of the shit <laughs> and you're bad. like, this is pretty fucking racist. <laughs> and, but, but honestly, like the idea, okay, he's <coughs> an me. excellent writer, but when you sure. run into that stuff, yeah, it's, it's, tough. it's tough to, it's, tough. it's it grates on you. Yeah. I watched an interview once with Guillermo del Toro and. Is it about At the Mountains of Madness? Because he's been trying to make that for, for ages. It's, uh, well, it wasn't just him. It was like a documentary on Lovecraft. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And yeah, there was just a huge Lovecraft fan. Huge Lovecraft fan. And Guillermo del Toro addresses, oh, that's my dog. She needs drugs, but I already gave him to her. Oh, that's all right. Um, man, my dog's just fucking everything up tonight. Um, he, they, like, he gets into, like, specifically, like, the racist nature of, the, but, and he basically yeah. does the, like, separate, the the I, separate the, the artist, art yeah. from the artist. I mean, sure. the art itself is racist because right. the guy is putting the <laughs> shit in there. Do, yeah. yeah. You know, like, there's, you don't, yeah, anywho. Anywho, sorry. I, no, I no. I shouldn't have brought that up. You were trying to make a point about I And I'll continue. Lovecraftian I will continue storytelling, it, like, yes. But for, like, for those of you who only, I've, you know, I ask people all the time, I'm like, dude, have you read Lovecraft? Yeah. Like, At the Mountains of Madness is amazing. Um, Call of Cthulhu yeah. is fucking incredible and call of cthulhu is the work that i'm going to reference when i talk sure. about underwater tentacles <laughs> tentacles but the bigger thing about so in the lovecraftian mythos these beings don't show up a ton and when they do yeah, they'll like show the old gods the yeah, ancient ones they actually yeah. appear right at the end of shit or sure. like they're one of my favorite stories the, you know there'll be like a ship at sea and all of a sudden there's like a weird earthquake yeah. right and they're like oh and then the sea floor will like rise and now their ship is stranded on like a new land that has come to the yeah, surface it's the back of a gigantic creature it's not it'll be like cool. it'll be like an ancient subterranean city uh, with like cool. monoliths that are clearly too big to have been yeah. made by human hands sure. it's that kind of shit where cool. like you encounter the inexplicable yeah. and the like the explanation for what you're experiencing is so monumentally beyond our capabilities yeah. that we would have no hope in the face of it this is the root of that idea this concept cosmic horror yeah. have you ever have you ever seen annihilation yes i have annihilation is a cosmic horror sure. because it's this thing that you just can't fight. It's just this thing that's here and we're all fucked. This is H.P. Lovecraft's wheelhouse. It's sure. like hopelessness and despair and secret shit yeah, going on. Yeah, it's like the un unthinkable. Yeah. yeah. Um. Honestly, one of my favorite examples ever, and this is, don't freak out, but it's Green Lantern, the Ryan Reynolds movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not freaked out. The big, fine. The big giant like smoke tentacle monster that's the size of the fucking planet. Sure. That's cosmic horror. Yeah. What are we going to do? Galactus. Yeah. Now, it's I don't know if you know about thermonuclear weapons, though, Connor. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that actually reminds me. Someone proposed uh, at this New Year's Eve party I was at last night a very, like, philosophical question I wanted to ask you. Sure. How do you think the unthinkable? Oh, damn. Oh, damn. What an unthinkably hard, difficult question. I, I do have an answer for you, but I want to see if you... How do you think the unthinkable? Yeah. 
Well, you've read my uh, stoner comedy, so you know all about my thoughts on the power of the human mind. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, sorry, what is, the, what is the answer? I have no answer for you. You've put me on the spot with a basically a can God pick up a stone that's too big for God to lift? Ask me the question. question. How do you think the unthinkable? With an iceberg. And the band plays all the way down. Anyway. So. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) You went to a fun Christmas party last night, man. It was great. Talking about Zimmer's score to holiday. With an iceberg. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to Mike Tyson. Hanging out with. Hanging out with the champ. I hope not. Mm. Anywho. Here's my theory. Yes. And I'm not positive, but on rewatching this. I think, so in Call of Cthulhu, obviously the big mon- By the way, listener, if you haven't seen this, as always, we're going to no, just- No, we're, we're not doing a spoiler alert. We're not doing alert. a spoiler alert. Don't listen to a fucking movie podcast if you haven't seen the movie. I'm just telling you, we're just going to talk about everything in the fucking movie. And that I'm, should be assumed. I'm looking at the box again like the people I know. are in there. I like that. I like that you've personified that because it does give you someone right. to talk to. Pulling the mic up. Listen, folks. <laughs> it is to be assumed- <laughs> If you are listening to a podcast that is about a movie, you either have some familiarity with the movie or don't give a shit about well, being spoiled for night, something. Nightmare All right? on Film no Street. No more spoiler alerts. Nightmare on Film Street doesn't do the whole... Mm. They'll do like spoiler-free reviews so that they can get people no. interested in the movie. That's not what we you do You should here, be though. interested anyway. You know why? It's a movie. I watch... Movies rule. I will watch just about anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... Anyway... So I, my theory is that in call, well in Call of Cthulhu mm-hmm. that H.P. Lovecraft work there's a secret cult of okay. people across the globe who are working in cahoots with one yeah. another to bring back Cthulhu to end the world. Ah, so okay. they're intentionally trying to summon this elder god. It's like this ancient fucked up yeah. wicked cult. Their their holy text is the Necronomicon. Tian Industries is I doing do. in this. Oh, interesting. So you remember when she gets to that second underwater base? Yes. <laughs> First of all, do you remember when she's like, hey, at the beginning, he, he says to her like, hey, we've got to try and get to like right. Echo Base way Roebuck. over here. Yeah, Roebuck. Roebuck. We, we got to get, we got to get, I just looked at We got to get to the Roebuck that. drill, right? one. yes. And she's like, why don't we just go to this other one, which is closer. It's closer, yeah. And he's like, that's gone, doesn't exist. Right. She ends up there later. Yes. So it's clearly not gone. It clearly mm-hmm. still exists. Sure. That's his old base because she finds mm-hmm. his shit in his locker, right? Yeah, this is Vincent Cassell's, Cassell's yeah. old Vincent old Cassell, base. Lucian, Captain Lucian. Lucian. Yeah. Um, right. She finds his locker and his pictures and Finds the picture there, of the daughter, of daughter all that yep. stuff. Yep. She also right. finds some maps. Yeah. On those maps near this other base that he allegedly claimed was totally gone, mm-hmm. On one of those maps, this time I freeze framed it. It's on the it's on the inner cover of the book that I have. Okay, it's H.P. Lovecraft's original drawing of Cthulhu is tacked to the fucking map. Really? Yes. So Look. he might have known more than he was letting on. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. He kind of and I. Well, I I would have to watch it again, but he definitely acts. His kind behavior of like is a yeah. little cagey or sketchy here and yeah. there. Absolutely. And also not as worried about things as the other folks in the crew are right. when shit starts going wrong. Cut to the end. Yeah. What's the last thing we fucking see in the whole movie? Tian Industries to resume drilling. Yep. What have we seen for like the past five minutes? Like, 
uh, the company does not denies access to government for right, two yeah, survivors yeah. from the crash. Like, even though there was a horrible explosion <laughs> and every single yeah. person died, and this every indication is that we should fucking wrap this shit yep, up. We'll keep They're like, going. you yeah. know, maybe what? Why? So yeah, maybe what we need to do is drill some more. Keep drilling because <laughs> we almost sure. had it. Yeah. Because they're not drilling. Almost had what? Exactly. That, well, that's what I'm saying. I think they're. I think they're on paper purposes. Sure. We need to go and get some really oil or minerals or something. Yeah, shit. oil yeah. and you know those batteries. The Elon Musk needs <laughs> sure. more rare earth metals, and we're gonna get them does at the he? bottom. <laughs> I don't know that he does. I mean, listen, dude. If we could get them from the Marianas Trench rather than from like uh, mines run by child slaves, that That'd would be, be great. Yeah, I'd, I'm I'd, fully on board with. Eight tons per <laughs> eight tons of pressure per square foot versus child slavery. Get the fuck down there. You get down there. I mean, send Jimmy Cameron down there. Honestly, don't I say tempt Jimmy because we're best. Friends. Don't tempt him, dude. He, he's been in the fucking Mariana. I know, trench. but like, don't you don't want he him. Spent more time down there than anyone else <laughs> in history. That dude is nuts. I believe I it. Love it, dude. When that sub when that sub popped oh, over, over it pops. I that's a way to say six people died. I know that was pretty that's bad. So Reverse. Yeah, when that sub imploded and all of it's those... It's a great record label sub pop. Honestly, it is. It legitimately <laughs> is. Some of the best music of yeah. the 90s. Yep. And 2000s, dude. Flight of the Concords is a sub pop great band. great comedy records out there, Fabulous. Too. What are we doing? It's a, it's a really insensitive way to talk about a tragedy, though. It's a great record label. I feel bad for the kid. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, hard to feel bad for like the ultra-rich millionaire who cut yeah. some corners, but child death is pretty pretty bad. But when when that death is I'm going to put that on like one of the worst things, actually. I'm trying to walk this back, but it's not hey, going please. really well. <laughs> so anyway, I agree. Child death is bad. It is. It's terrible. Yes. James. But like you just wonder, like James Cameron was down on that. Dude, he dove on that fucking thing like what? A thousand hours of his life yeah. goes down there just for like because I can't sleep anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't had a, a good, light nap. Yeah, I haven't had a good night's sleep since I nestled gently down onto the deck yeah. of the Titanic surrounded by the memories. You know, like, do you think he's trying to call Cthulhu? <laughs> Is that you know, what you, think? He, you know, I wasn't until you said it. And now I'm like, he does spend a lot of fucking time underwater. Time, like, and when you think about the movies that he's made yeah, uh, about underwater shit. They kind of don't kind of nuts, yeah. It ain't good. It's not great. Well, we'll get into that later. We're, I mean, we literally will when we get to a best. <laughs> but um, I, I do. So this movie's an, a, it's got a, it's quite the clip. This feels like a summer it's like ninety minutes, even. Isn't it? I, I mean, it's, it's hour twenty three. Yeah, hour, yeah, great. Yeah, I'm with Every you. Every movie dude. should be that short. Honestly. <laughs> Okay, brief sidebar. The, this is like a legal, like a judge's sidebar. We've got to come back. But watch but yourself, counselor. How do you <laughs> how do you feel about the how do you feel about the runtime bloat that we're experiencing in big Hollywood releases right it now? It sucks. Except I make exception for anybody that deserves to have a runtime that long. Case in point, if did they you can, see Killers of the Flower Moon? Because every minute of that was worth it and it was three and a half hours did that and that it, got nominated that's is that a, nominations aren't out yet but, but total yeah, total oscar it, bait movie it will absolutely get nominated first off scorsese yeah. rarely puts movies out back to back that quick because didn't I the know. irishman come out just like last year um not last year it was a couple year before? years ago and that one was four hours yeah i and know dude that's what i'm saying it was great though did you see it i did not well it, see okay like, i saw the in four the hour for scorsese so anything he puts same out, like, same but when i see a four hour runtime 
I don't know when I have that many hours. Oh, you split it. I did two nights. I, I can't I do split that. it in half. You I'm not that to. kind of man. You have to. Connor, With no. Four hour, you don't have four hours. You put block. down an ice pack on a pillow. Yeah. You sit on. <laughs> the- <laughs> Get out, you old hemorrhoid donut. That's right. And uh, No, but Killers of the Flower Moon, fucking masterpiece. Bird, like, at, you know what's incredible. weird? That movie was not even on my radar until Bird oh. started pestering me to watch it. We're yeah. going to, it's like, yeah. we have it in it's our brilliant. queue right now. Like it's, it's brilliant, and DiCaprio is like the worst scumbum you've ever seen in that movie. It's great. You want, you need He's a like top tier actor. ugly and shitty in the movie intentionally, and it's great. As Lily Gladstone, who plays his wife, worse is than incredible. Django. Django's like campy though. Yeah, he's he's a pretty always oh, a prick awful in that guy. movie. But no, this is like he, this guy is like an he unrepentant. Makes a guy get eaten by dogs in I front understand. of a group of people. I understand, but you're also still kind of rooting for him in that movie because it's a Tarantino flick. Yes, there's a tone. and it's and it's there's all hyper violent, hyper realistic, <laughs> that sort of thing. No, Killers of the Flower Moon. You are actively rooting against Leo, and he's a scumbum. Yeah, and like. It's piece of shit. And it's real. Like it was a real guy that really True story. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the do you know the premise of it at all? No, no. Actually I would prefer to not know, but I will it's it's a historical event. That's all I'll say. Okay. It deals with the Osage Nation and how they were treated by the denizens of this country. And it sucks. All right. But it's a good movie. Oh my god. Okay. Incredible. All right. Incredible film. Bird pulled up the trailer. Yeah. We watched the trailer. We'll it's brilliant. I'll spin it yeah. in the next week or two and text you and be like, it's, Connor, please need nuts. a hug. Can you bring it? Scorsese's just bring like, me a it, coffee it, cake. Like, yeah. He, man, that guy, late period Scorsese, he's just doing it. I've been wondering. Yeah. I've been wondering. So this is a bit more of a sidebar now. Please. But we'll, go, we'll I'll come. I'll allow it. We'll come back. <laughs> You're on thin ice. So, I know. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really working it here. I, I was listening to script notes the other yeah. day. They were kind of talking about like industry trends, right? Yeah. And I was wondering, I wanted to get your take on this because mm-hmm. they've been talking about, we've been known, we've known for years now that superhero movies are on the decline. Sure. Everyone's tired. Yep. There's too many. Um, oh, and they're just not quality. They're not quality. There's a lot of shit being pushed out. There's, yeah. there's some really excellent, um, there's some really cool film YouTube channels that I follow. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of um, videos with titles like, um, the marvelization of Hollywood or sure. the marvelization of cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was um, uh, art versus content. Mm-hmm. Oh God, don't. Con- dude. I hate the word content. So do I. I hate it so but much. Do you, do you kind of feel like some of the movies that are being piped out oh, right now are content? Content. Yeah. Rather than yeah. like in, like arts, rather than artistic expression, it's like. Yeah. It's, it's made to be consumed. Totally. Right. Not, yeah, not, enjoyed or appreciate yeah, and we don't no, have absolutely. to get into like why it's a hundred percent capitalism's fault but, <laughs> but but i was wondering about this because if you if you look at like those things have been hot yeah hollywood's sure. done this before with westerns yep they just burned america the fuck out on westerns and then the they thing. kept pushing them for right. like we don't need 15 of these a, a year like it, exactly give it a rest right yeah but what we got in response to that was we got first of all we started seeing like different genres get their time in the, the sunlight yeah. again because and we got the 70s and new hollywood and all auteurs. that yeah. yeah we got the age of auteurs yeah. this is where scorsese gets his fucking start yep. you know what Paul i mean Schrader and all those guys yeah. francis ford coppola yep. i'm wondering do you think that we might see it gives me chills just to think about it do you think we might see like the age of like 
serialized world building content mm-hmm. media take a big shit because it's all the quality is gone yes. out of it. I think we're already starting to see that. And then we're going mean, to get I think we're seeing little blushes of the return of the auteur with the Daniels, with Ari Aster's shit. Yeah, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, absolutely. Greta Gerwig, for God's sake. She took the most corporate piece of IP you could possibly think of, fucking Barbie. And that thing ruled. That movie is incredibly good. That's another one we're going to sit down and watch. Guys, if anybody hasn't seen Barbie, it's awesome. It's so good. I wholeheartedly second that. I walked in. I was hesitant. Max is wearing a tie-dye. I have it. I am Ken Off sweatshirt. I fucking straight up It's so good. It's it's legitimately. Barbie rules. Barbie is one of the best movies I've seen since the pandemic, for sure. Yeah, it's because they let Greta Gerwig do what she wanted. <laughs> and she's a great filmmaker. She's a fantastic yeah. filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I have not seen Little Women, but I hear it's also very good. But like, dude, I would I would legit watch Barbie any time. Yeah. Someone someone comes in, I'm in the middle of cooking dinner, and they're like, Do you want to watch Barbie? I'd be like, Yeah, let me <laughs> wrap this dinner I shit absolutely up. Absolutely do. Here, sit it's down. Let me get you a plate. Dude, it's f- So what I'm I'm hoping, because I don't know about you, but I felt kind of um bleak my outlook of like where movies have been going for a while has been kind of it got bleak there especially in like i mean it coincided with the pandemic and everything in 2020 there was just like a glut of bullshit and just nothing the batman came out in 2020 though I, Fuck you. We we may disagree on that. That movie was I, that so fucking good. The Batman did nothing for it you. Nothing I'd like to me, watch man. it with you someday. I, I guess. The best part of that movie for me was fucking Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell. <laughs> looking looking like Richard Kind. I don't know why yeah, they didn't dude. just hire Richard Kind to play no, the bro. That was just, what it, incredible. I forget what happens, but there's a scene where, yeah, like he's being chased in the cab or something and gets shot at and he's just like, oh, come on. Like, he turns around. <laughs> he's just, oh. Bro, the, I, I, the Batman did I, nothing I could do me. an hour just on how brilliant the oh, score to that movie God. is. Anyway. I know, but it's, this is going down a whole other avenue. But like we've done dark and gritty before. How can we do Not dark like this. this darker and grittier? No, this I'm so tired of it. This is with go ahead. I will say I'm also not a DC guy. I'm a Marvel guy through and through in that I read Marvel comics growing up and yeah. like never got into DC comics at all. I've never liked really any of the DC movies except like, you know, Dark Knight trilogy and We should watch stuff like that, but we should watch cuz I haven't we should okay. So there what we should do is we should spin that movie and Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises rules. Here's what I'm I saying love though. Dark Here's what Rises. I'm saying. For me, the Batman twenty. I know this sounds crazy. It's just so dour. Yeah, of course it is. I hate it. It's it's Frank oh. Miller's Batman Year One. I'm not a big Frank Miller guy. I think that's part of the problem. Okay, honestly, this might this might just be like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay to have a difference of for opinion. me. It hangs with the yeah. Nolan Batman's. Also, to be fair, yeah. the last couple of Marvel movies have been hot, wet farts. Total so, shit. You know, like <laughs> absolute shit. Like as Even, much of a fan of Marvel as I am, and as much as much as like. I'll sit down any day of the week and watch any Marvel movie, and I will enjoy it. Just Scorsese, because Scorsese hate. Well, he says this about Marvel. He doesn't. He just hate doesn't Marvel. like. He doesn't like the theme parkinization of the contentization yeah, 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 of yeah. films. And he's right, and he should say it. And, and he, you know, I, here's <laughs> here's one area of his argument that I do agree with, and Matt Damon talks about this too, which I think is, I think it's like an important thing for people to recognize, which is, it does in some ways edge out 
films that we otherwise would be seeing and oh, 100%, loving. And 100%. Like Matt Damon has this great he did a he did uh, an episode of Hot Ones where he talks about like Hot Ones. Dude, right? <laughs> The things that people Sean say, an incredible interview, the right? things that people yeah, say when they've got great. like 100,000, like 1 million Scoville uh, units, like ripping through their I brains. I just watched the Cardi B episode and she was talking about how she's obsessed with World War II history. <laughs> and she was going on and on about, she visited Churchill's home where they like made the decision about uh, whatever like it probably was. Probably Normandy. Like, yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It was like the D-Day decision or something. And she was like going off on Churchill and she was like I just was in awe I was standing in this place in, <laughs> in history where they made this decision and I was like damn Churchill you really did that and like all, like Churchill and FDR and Cardi B really loves World War II history <laughs> she's like really into it I'd like it. to get Cardi I'd like to get oh Dan God. Carlin and Cardi B across the table from each other she's smart That'd be, that she shit would like be awesome off about it and really knew her stuff I was yeah but it's all in like Cardi B's voice. But that's what I'm. I know. But that's what I'm saying, though, man. You put enough hot sauce into a person's oh, yeah. brain, and their true self comes out. Look at us, Ma- Right. We just. You know what? Next time thought? we do this, Not wings, <laughs> wings, baby. Oh, we'll do anyway. the last dab, and then we'll be like, "All right, now we're gonna go into the." As long abyss. as we don't have to do the bomb beyond insanity, I don't want that in my life you know the, i used to be pretty wild about hot sauce i still go hard but not sometimes a, when, not a hot sauce guy when i all. see on the menu they're like we're gonna bring gloves to you yeah. i'm like you know i'm okay actually i'll I'm just good. go with your hottest normal person hot sauce. have you watched any of the videos with it this is so far off topic but with chili claus i've only finished Do you know who first, chili claus no, is no. he's like this <laughs> swedish dude that sean evans has he's like a pepper guy he just goes around like eating the hottest peppers in the Jesus world Christ, and he's okay. got this great nordic accent <laughs> and they sit down together and they eat sean evans and chili klaus eat a california reaper and this guy's just going oh it's so hot <laughs> chili klaus does <laughs> in his nordic like he it's just i can't even do this guy's voice <laughs> just watching him like lose his shit over this pepper that's a brill honestly it's a brilliant interview tactic it's- great yeah you can't it's, sit there and like think about how you're going to phrase something you no. have to just say it because you're in survival mode so sorry matt damon is on hot ones yes and he he's talking about how back in the day a movie would get released in theaters right yeah and that theatrical run would make it x amount of money then there'd be a home video release yep. and people would buy it on home video and that second bump would make it its money back. Yes. And that's why you have movies like Jerry Maguire yep. or Aaron Brockovich yep. or Masterpiece. Dude, it's a fucking both, both of those movies. Just I had not seen Aaron Brockovich until last year. Holy shit is that movie They're fucking boobs, Ed. X. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Aaron Brockovich is so Incredible good. Incredible movie. Highly recommend. It's a perfect if you've never seen it. If you're having a lazy day, you're in yep. your gym jams or whatever. That's why she won the Oscar for it. Throw that fucker on. It's killer. It's incredible. Goodwill Hunting. Yep. These Perfect. movies, dude. Honestly, maybe even like, um, Coffee is for Closers. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. Shit like that used to get made because mm-hmm. you could put a decent budget into it, yeah. make a lot of it in theater, 
and then home video would make up the rest. Yeah, and it would also air on cable every yep. Sunday afternoon. Right. Like Underwater would have back then. Now back in the day. streaming service, buried, but... Buried in a streaming service. Yeah. And also, there's you, you really don't... Unless the movie's like exceptional or like yeah. John Wick, who's buying these when you can just pop on your streaming service I and am. watch them? You know why? So am I. You know why? Why? Because physical media is the only way. And I'm a zealot for that because... Yep. Fucking... Anytime, even buying stuff on iTunes or whatever, there was just a thing recently where PlayStation like deleted a bunch of movies people had bought because they lost their license to it or something. The rights to purchased these movies, yeah. And what they actually purchased, if you read the fine print, is the right to access these movies. Right, right. You're buying right to access. Yeah, people's whole movie collections gone, gone. Yeah. Now my Blu-rays though. Now not my 4K discs. Now they're. In my cupboard, you know, at my house. Here's where I, <laughs> I okay. love physical media, dude. Not Never just not just any physical media. Yeah, get yourself if they make it, if they sell it, if it's in the if it's in their coffers, <laughs> reach in and grab it. The Criterion Blu-rays and the Criterion 4Ks, absolutely, unfucking real. Anyway, mm-hmm. that <laughs> and also I like to support films that yes. I like absolutely. by doing that because absolutely. this. People don't think about it, but like when when you go out and buy the DVD, that money it's goes back to, the back yeah. to that filmmaker yep. and that film. Yep. So if that movie spent X amount of money and its theatrical run kind of sucked, yep. Those DVD sales back in the day used to push stuff through, well, and, and then those movies would get made again. Yeah. Absolutely. All the shit that made the actors that we love today got made because of home video sales, and streaming destroyed home video sales. And, and that, it shouldn't have because it's bad. That's why we get like right now. Like if you look at how movies are made, uh-huh. just they they spend a billion dollars in the hopes of making one point seven billion dollars, yeah. or they'll spend nine hundred million dollars to try and make a billion and a half. Yeah, but they have to make so much they have above to, their line in order to break even. There's. You know, uh, you know, I think his name's Anthony Mackie, the guy who plays yeah. Falcon. Yeah, Have yeah. you seen Half Nelson, bro? No, is he in that? Dude, yes. Ryan Gosling, right? Yeah, but, Ryan yeah. Gosling. Anthony Mackie plays uh, this drug dealer named Frank. I just okay. did the episode with Cassandra okay, on Half Nelson. Yeah. I- I'm telling Good you. Good movie? It is streaming everywhere for free. You can catch it on Tubi. Great. Dude. Love Tubi. Watch. I know, great right? <laughs> Tubi is so underrated. There's great, great shit. Don't tell anyone about it or they'll find they'll out and s- take all the movies. Back. I know. They'll start pay- <laughs> making us pay for it, man. Tubi is a gold mine, uh, especially for Schlock. But Half Nelson, good stuff. absolute okay. killer. Ryan Gosling was nominated for Best Actor for it. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's really good. Is he a really teacher good. in it? Is that? Okay. Inner gotcha. city school I, I teacher. I remember yeah. dealing with a cocaine crack addiction. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and he, he and this guy, Frank kind of get butt heads over um, this girl in turmoil kind of movie. Gotcha. Drama, heavy, really well shot. The, the performance that you're, you, you haven't seen Ryan Gosling do something like this. His performance is incredible. Awesome. You can, yeah. Anyway, cool. um, Anthony Mackie was doing, I think it's a Comic-Con panel. Mm-hmm. I just bumped, I ran into it online Makes the sense. other day while I was looking up like, why yeah. do movies suck? <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> why do movies why suck? Why do movies suck? Um, but he he basically pointed out, he's like, you they invest so much money. The way that it works, because there's no home video bump anymore, yeah. is you have to make your move, your money in the Opening theatrical weekend. run. That's it. Yep. It's not even the run. It's opening weekend. If you don't make your cash yeah. back, that movie failed. Yeah. And the filmmakers fucked and the, yep. that, so anyway, 
he says that basically the he like, gets into industry baseball and you can tell the crowd's kind of bummed like as he's talking about. Oh, it. that's my shit. I, I know. Love well, crowd. they just didn't like what he had to say, which yeah. was this. He's like, right now, most big Hollywood productions are aimed at two demographics: sixteen-year-olds yep. and China. Yep. And that's that's literally what the problem. Yep. <laughs> like when you yep. when you take Scorsese's what Scorsese says. And what Matt Damon has to say and Anthony Mackie's take, you basically have the problem with big budget modern yeah. cinema. And it's the reason that we've had not not none because A24 still a thing uh-huh. and Apple's still taking chances on they Scorsese's sure historical dramas and shit. But you kind of wonder, though, like even that move, the I'm I'm super jazzed to watch Killers of the Flower Moon, but. There's some speculation that Apple did that knowing it would lose money, but if they won award, right. if they won Oscars, oh, 100%. They, now they have prestige and people don't just see them as another streaming well, service. Is, They're making quality this content. This is how Scorsese got to make The Irishman because Netflix was doing the same thing for a while. They've been chasing an Oscar forever and then Apple went and won one with uh, Coda before Netflix ever got one. Right. Uh, and now I think Netflix doesn't give a shit Netflix anymore. is in trouble, dude. Did you hear about the... Yeah, they're... <laughs> did you hear about the... I can't remember his name. The poorly run company. Did you hear about the guy who wanted to make it... They wanted to make a TV series with the director of fucking... Um, 47 Ronin. They wanted to make a TV series with this guy... Paid yes, fifty-five yes, million yeah, dollars yeah, to do nothing, and yeah. he never gave them <laughs> no. a TV series. And he asked for fourteen dollars, fourteen million dollars yeah. more because uh-huh. he's like, I just need a little they more money. Gave they gave it to him, and then did. he went and gambled on crypto <laughs> with that fourteen million dollars. Actually, did well, made extra money by gambling on crypto, and then Good. bought a shitload of Bentleys with it. There you go. That's how what Netflix is running their shit. What I would do, bro. Hire me, Netflix. We could <laughs> love some. <laughs> I'd love a fleet of Bentleys. Did you guys want me to make a thing? I thought you were just. Oh, I, thought I thought this, this was, was like a crypto money. lending yeah. service. Oh my god! But can you imagine if we'd had seven, eighty, eighty million dollars towards any of those? Well, that's what I'm saying is that was Netflix's thing for a while, and you see there were a, a few like big name directors over the last few years with like. So Scorsese had The Irishman. Jane Campion had Power of the Dog. Like there were a bunch. I never of saw that. Was that good? Of, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, there was a bunch of stuff coming out of Netflix from like prestige, quote unquote, filmmakers, and then they still haven't won an Oscar. And I think they're just like at this point, like we don't give a shit anymore. And that's not happening anymore. There's like nothing on the slate with like the kind of classic prestige filmmakers. They've all gone to places like Apple. Right. Which is where Scorsese went for... So do ne- you think Netflix mode. is just... Are they going to lean into con- content at oh, this point? Oh, they've fully leaned into, like... Sorry, Ryan Reynolds. But they, they've fully leaned into, like, that bullshit of... It's, like, Ryan Reynolds and The Rock and Gal Gadot and, like, just the most middle-brow bullshit. Yeah, I'm not a huge... <sighs> so where are you on... Is it Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot? It's Gadot. She's Israeli. It's Gadot. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not Israeli, bro. I'm not either. I'm American as all as Apple. Actually, I'm pretty Swedish. Right. But Gadot would be French, I think. Gotcha. Yeah. So what's your take? What, just on Gal Gadot as a person? No, on Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman, great. Wonder Woman 1984, very bad. <laughs> I kind of think they're both not very it's good. It's fine. It was, it was it, fun. It was not enjoyable. a DC guy and you dig no. Wonder Woman? I liked... Parts of that movie? CG wasn't good, though. No. 
CG's often not good. CG I can look in this past one. That. CG, we are talking about this movie called Underwater <laughs> from 2020. CG, not bad actually. <laughs> what do you no, think? Pretty good. I think this movie like hangs. They they use it well. You know yeah. what? To, to bring it full circle, they kind of go Jurassic Park with it. They do. You don't really get a good look at the creatures until like the very the end. Very end. Kind of like. You know, in the a under big... the nuts look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get you get wide angle scrot, and then you're out, and then you're out. Cthulhu, oh, it's a big creature. Right at the oh, dude, I I love a big creature. Did they you, they is fully there Pacific Rim online for like what they actually. I, I'm gonna look now. Check what, it out. What they look I, like. I, dude, I just saw Pacific Rim the other day for the yeah. first time. That one and the second one, Pacific dude. Rim Uprising. Both of those movies slap so fucking good. I didn't Dude. care for Uprising at all, but Pacific Rim rules. What? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro doing giant monsters and Mecha. Right, because Guillermo didn't do the sequel. He, he didn't. produced it. But. He didn't. I was fine with the sequel. It might have been because I was a little bit high over at Bird's Parents no, House. No, that couldn't have been it at it all. It was it. I mean, yeah. Oh, that, my God. That is one thing I'm going to miss. It can make basically any movie a masterpiece. Yeah. Anything. Um, here, while you're looking that up, I'm going to read another note. We'll be two notes in. Wait a minute. Is it just fucking Cthulhu is the, the villain yeah. of Underwater? Yeah, 100%. I mean, basically, yeah. Dude, I told you. There's a picture. H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft's drawing of Cthulhu is yeah. on a map in... That's rad. Not Roebuck Station. I didn't know they had actually like, G- Galaga named Station. That, like the people who made it had had said, like, it's, it, it is Cthulhu. That's, I gotta watch this again. They're kind of... They kind of. I only watched it the it. one time, and I, I kind of need to do it again. You should it was great. Check it out again. Um... I read some I read some stuff online that like the creature design was taken from Lovecraft's descriptions of oh, other monsters. Some people say that like the you know remember the dangly ones that are like hanging yeah. under Ro- I think it's yeah, Roebuck yeah. Station. Yeah, those are spo- supposedly either like little mini like Dogons. Yeah, or they're something called a Shoggoth from okay. I can't remember what it's huh. from. Uh, uh, Shadow over Innsmouth, I think it is. Anyway. Those creature designs are like loosely based on Lovecraft's descriptions. Obviously, the big creature is based on Cthulhu. Um, I mean, come on, dude. It's Tion Industries. Like, they're leaning in. Do you want to? But I love that. I love that they're leaning in. Do you want to do an edit point right here while I go pee and then we'll come back and talk about this movie? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't know how many more rabbit holes I don't know if I can have, man.